You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member at MavsMoneyball.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, writer at Mavs.com, and owner of the fifth pick. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Owner of the fifth pick. Is this not the craziest week of the year for non-playoff teams? It has to be. It has to be. Also, there was a, a tweet by, by somebody. It was either a quote by Woj or Gavoni or Schmitz. They're all they're all running together, man. I can't keep them yeah. all straight. But somebody said the the good teams are the good teams have Doncic high. The bad teams have Doncic low. And isn't that like the riddle of the century right now? Because yeah. look at the teams at the top. You have Phoenix, who's drafted bad. You have Atlanta, who's not been in a position to draft very often. You have uh, Sacramento, who's drafted awful. You have Memphis, who's drafted awful. Man, like, <laughs> and then Dallas, who's also drafted not that great, too. Yeah, I mean, Gavoni went on Zach Lowe's pod, and that's where he was talking about Doncic, and Zach Lowe feels like almost all of us, like, why the crap is he, would he drop? And, you know, Gavoni said, he's like, I would be very, very shocked if Doncic went to, to Sacramento. And yeah. He said he doesn't want to go there. Him, who was it? Him and Jackson and Bamba don't yeah, want to so they, go to yeah. Sacramento, which is not surprising. Not surprising. Nick and I talked to an anonymous player last year. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That expressed the same. Uh, that expressed the same desire when we were reflecting on his past draft experience uh, many years ago, but. So it's not uncommon, but Gavoni was talking about that. And, you know, he was talking about how they, you know, they haven't given their medicals to Sacramento and like all this different stuff. And which is kind of weird too, because it was just like a couple of weeks ago that the Instagram picture came out, you know, it's Luca and Vladi and Ron Adive and his son and like all that stuff, like on the, the famous Instagram picture came out a few days ago or whatever. And, I maybe mean, he's like maybe he's trying to throw an olive branch out there, like, hey, maybe, maybe, oh, yeah, yeah. and then, no, and yeah. then he texts Doncic like, hey, did you see my Instagram picture? <laughs> For sure. Well, Doncic like, I like, mean, it, still don't want to go there. <laughs> listen, like, if you're if you are in Sacramento's boat, okay, and you know you're not going to take Luca, what you want is you want somebody to offer a great package to come up to get him. Yeah. So. If you are sold on Bagley or Porter or whoever at two, you know the mo- the subtle, the smallest little of things everyone is deciphering right now. And one picture on Instagram from Ron Adive's son, don't think twice that you that they knew that people would see that. And he posted, and it's Vladi and Doncic and all this stuff. Like that, you know, changes some people's perspective of hey okay, man, they're like all tight. They had dinner and stuff. I guess he's going to Sacramento. And that might entice a team to say, you know what? We don't want him to go there. We want him. So we're going to move up to get him. And today we're going to talk about what it would take for the Mavericks to move up and get him. 
and to take him or to move up at all. We're going to talk about all kinds of trades. So maybe some move back, maybe some move forward, maybe some, I don't know, additional assets being added to the Mavericks lineup or to the draft night. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the Memphis stuff. We didn't really get to that yesterday, but we're definitely going to talk about the Memphis potential trades today. And uh, Isaac and I made a trade with the Clippers for the locked on draft net of the locked on network draft. And we haven't really talked about that yet since Isaac hasn't been back. And so now that he's back, we went through all the, the news yesterday. We had some time today to talk about that a little bit. And so that's what we're getting to today. All kinds of trades. We love trades. This is our favorite time of year. As soon as, as soon as teams are allowed to trade, as soon as they're, they're eliminated from playoff contention, they're allowed to trade. So, uh, now this is the time when when things get ramped up. And I heard from from one executive at the sports business classroom they said GMs and NBA teams will never nothing would ever get done if there wasn't deadlines. And the draft is one of these deadlines. It's not necessarily like a trade deadline like a legit hard, you know, deadline where you have to get trades and if you don't afterwards it won't happen, but this is one of those those things where stuff stuff happens and it's the best. We love it. Yeah, and there's just there's so much stuff flying out right now. I mean, from Kawhi stuff to you know random veterans to the Mark Stein tweet of you know Toronto looking to move into the top ten and anybody on the rosters up for grabs for it. You know, like it feels like there's so many veteran good players that could be moved. It's just a matter of like. How does the like how does the Warriors affect all of this to where some teams are like, hey, we're not going to touch them for the next couple of years, but then some teams are like, you know, we'll go for it. So I don't know. It's just kind of it's kind of weird right now, but from an entertaining aspect, it's super fun. It is super fun. That's what we're going to get to today, Isaac. But before we do, let's take a quick break. All right, so there's been a lot of stuff, a lot of talk about Luka Doncic, and there's been talk that maybe he's going to be available for the Mavericks at five. Neither of us think that's going to happen. I think that it's smokescreen season. <laughs> I, I don't think that he's going to be there. I do think the Mavericks have them one, uh, have him number one. Uh, he's just he just seems like a player that they they would just love, and it would be ridiculous if they fell into the whole well he's not athletic kind of deal, <laughs> especially after having Dirk for so long. <laughs> You know, like you have to, like if you haven't learned your lesson when the best player in the history of your franchise, you know, like you'll never learn the lesson. Yeah. I agree with you on their stance on Doncic. So, but Woj came out today and said the Mavericks are asking themselves, can we stay at five to get Luka or do we have to move up to get that player? Because that is the guy that they have targeted with the Mavericks. So, uh, interesting. Interesting because last year, if you remember, there's this whole article about how Cuban made everybody put their phones in front of them and not touch them when they were about to make their pick because he didn't want it to leak to Woj. And so to me, this says that Woj Woj probably definitely definitely read that article, definitely saw that, definitely saw his name getting dropped, saw his name in Mark Cuban's mouth. And maybe that made him like vengeful and spiteful. And he's like, all right, now I'm really going to get their stuff this year. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to pick their pockets this year of all this news. I'm just going to go in there, get every single little thing I can and come out and, and report it. Or somebody's floating this out. They think that Doncic is not going to be there, but they're just going to float this out to see where it comes out of. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, there's there's obviously purposes behind behind this. Dallas they do like Luca and it's just a matter of how bad. And that's that's really what it comes down to. How bad and you know, what we'll talk about the three teams in front of him pretty much, you know, not counting Phoenix, of what it would take if he fell there and what and would that team pass on him. Yeah. Though the three teams in front of him shouldn't. They should just hang up the phone right now. Like <laughs> if there's calls. Like you don't pass him up. Like if you're Sacramento, no. you take him. If you're Atlanta, you sure take him. <laughs> you don't have anybody. And if you're Memphis, he helps you right now get to the playoffs. So if he falls past the, the the turning point of the whole draft, I know Eddie Sefko tweeted out today and said, uh, you know, what he's hearing right now is, is Marvin Black, Bagley is almost a for sure lock at number two. Yeah, and that's, the, that's a lot of the talk from a lot of people. Yeah, and Gavoni said on Zach Lowe's pod today, he said, listen, kind of what we were talking about a while ago, he said, you know, Doncic, Jackson, and Bamba, they haven't given their medicals to Sacramento. They haven't, like, any of that stuff with the Kings – to where he said like, Bagley is exactly the opposite. Like Bagley went there for the workout, put on the jersey, had all the stuff, hung out with Harry Giles, gave you know, they have all Bagley's medicals, they he had an awesome workout there, all this different stuff to where like it really impressed Sacramento. So when he talked about that, you know, that makes you <laughs> makes it seem like, okay, like, hmm, you kinda see why Sacramento, if you have a couple of those dudes lumped together if you're the Kings and three of them are saying they don't want to go or they don't want to give their medicals and they're not going to come for a workout or whatever it is. And one of them's like, I would love to be there. I would love to be the second round pick. Like you kind of see that and you can kind of see why they would lean towards that. Um, it just, then it just gets really, really interesting of where it goes from there. Yeah. So that being said, it seems like Bagley's going to go too. Now that could, you know, it could all just go up in smoke <laughs> at, on draft night, but, how high do the, would the Mavs have to go? If their target really is Luka, how high would the Mavs have to go? To me, I think uh, they'd have to go three. Yeah, I mean, I would entertain two for sure. And, you know, I like I would definitely be making the call to Sacramento and saying, okay, if the Kings like Michael Porter Jr. and they like Marvin Bagley, I would be calling – or Bob, I mean, Bamba would fit there if they don't care about not having medicals or whatever. Yeah. I would be calling or Sacramento – <laughs> Like my base, my base offer. They don't have t- like a huge bad contract to take on. Um, that would be like they don't have a Ryan Anderson or something that would be yeah. like, oh, that would be a huge one. But they have a Mon Shumper. He just opted into his you know his player option, which he makes eleven million dollars. So my, I mean, my basis for everything, I would be calling Sacramento and saying, I will take Shumpert. I will give you the fifth pick, and I'll give you the thirty third pick to move up to two. Yeah. I don't think that's and, enough, but yeah, and I know, and that's the, that's the thing. So, like, if you're Sacramento, is that enough to move back three spots? So then you're looking at it saying, okay, I'll give you a t- my top ten protected 2019 first. Which top ten? That I mean, that's probably a pick. That's probably gonna convey. Yeah. So then you're you're sitting there. You're sitting, you're taking eleven back in, in cap, which will fit into your cap now because Mavericks have roughly fourteen million open in cap space before you know going into the draft. So you absorb Shump into that. You give up five and thirty-three in a top ten for next year, and I would do that. I mean, I would do that in a heartbeat um, to move up to secure Luca. 
It's just a matter of could other teams offer more to come up to two, and it it kind of depends on what they value. If yeah. they want to win now, is there is there a team that would give up multiple assets to help them win now, and to move up like that? So. Yeah, and there's been talks of teams like the Clippers want to move up. Apparently, Toronto now wants to move up. Uh, you know, there's other other kinds of teams. Everybody wants to move up at this point. There's nobody that's like, we want to move down. <laughs> it's not really an NBA draft kind of thing. I mean, it happens every once in a while, but uh, yeah, it's, it's just kind of like it's usually like we'd be willing to move down instead of like we're actively looking to move down. You know, like if the Kings are wanting to like capitalize and get like two building two more building blocks compared to number two. What you know? Would like faults and ten be worth it? Would Jonathan Isaac and six, you know, be worth it? Would either one of those teams do that, or would you want something more, um, more fulfilling? Like a Toronto saying, "We'll give you DeRozan and some, you know something oh else." Oh my gosh, DeRozan and Sacramento. I know, but like you know, is if that's oh the if that's the route that they would want yeah. to take, and so yeah, two is weird if you think. You know, that's the boat that Dallas is in right now to what Woj and them were talking about. If they love Luka Doncic, which they do, what what are they debating? What's on the table right now? And if you think he's going to be there at five, that's that's where, like, the, all the whole smokescreen comes into play. Even with the Sacramento and, the like, the Instagram picture of Vladi and all that stuff. Because if the word is Luka's dropping – and a team like Dallas loves Luka, then what needs to come out over the next day or so is something about Sacramento or Atlanta, and especially Memphis, saying, we're all in on Luka. You know, like some reports saying, yeah. we, we're taking Luka, he's not falling past us. And for me... In order, in order to bait the Mavs to try to get up. and like For me, yeah, that's training. what I think the Instagram post with Vladi and Ronadiva and all that stuff, I think that was... Sacramento's play of, hey, okay, here's just a little bit of taste, a little bit of worry for you teams out there that love Luca. We have a good relationship with him, and we're really leaning towards taking him. Whether they do and a team calls their bluff or not, we'll see on draft night. That seems like tampering to me. It's kind of weird. This is like a well, weird meeting, meeting with the player. Great, you know, take just like posting a picture of the player and like doing it like it's like uh, Cuban and Nelikina last year. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of it's, it is a weird thing. It it is super weird, and it's so it's so flaky, and everything <laughs> about it. But but like I mean, I, it, sh- it shouldn't matter. But I'm just saying, if if tampering is like you just like Magic Johnson's just mess like mentioning a player's name when they're a free agent, you know, like yeah. Know. And like it, you know, you mentioned Atlanta. You know, Atlanta is the spot to where like it's just two spots, and if you're Atlanta. Any of these guys up through there will fit with you for the most part. Any of the yeah. Jackson, Bamba, whatever, Luca. You're not good enough to try to be making fit decisions. Exactly. So, like, what would it be worth it for you? What extra assets? And I know Gavoni and Lowe talked about that on their podcast, and they talked about Atlanta and stuff. And Gavoni was talking about how much they like Trey Young and stuff. And But, like, you know, they mentioned something about getting off the contracts of Baysmore or, like, Schroeder or – you know, I don't think they mentioned Plumlee or something, but like, and he was like, honestly, that like, cap space doesn't mean anything to him right now because they're not going to get anything. Like, it's not like yeah. they're going to get some. They're going to suck for a while. So we ran into this problem a little bit with our 
uh, locked on network draft where we tried to take on some bad salaries from other teams. Like the Knicks were one of them. Who are other teams that we tried to take cap? We tried to take salaries from. And they're like, we don't need cap space. Like, what are we going to do with cap space? <laughs> yeah, man, we we worked the phones uh, figuratively uh, in this locked on mock draft. At one point, we almost had four first round picks. At one point, and at one point, we exchanged <laughs> texts, and I'm like, all right, well, we got to try to keep this semi realistic. <laughs> I was like, no. I was like, let's keep going. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, because we had the trade we actually made went through, and then we had some other stuff that we were working on, too, that would give us another first-round pick, and it was like all this stuff. I mean, it was, no, we, almost, we almost got Jonathan Isaac. It was all this, all this stuff going around. Oh, man. We were working three-teamers, and it was it was nuts. But we'll, t- we'll talk about that a little bit more in a second. Before I think it got – well, let's get to let's get to the Memphis trade because this is That's what I think I this is what I think everybody wants to get to. This is a the trade that was mentioned, or at least Memphis has been rumored or reported to have been shopping the number four pick with Chandler Parsons. Now we know Chandler Parsons obviously well around here. Uh, he has the exact same contract as as Harrison Barnes, so he has a quote unquote player option for the year after next. And oh, so I don't know. Like That's 20, in the air. That's what I said, 22, $22 million, quote unquote player option uh, that he will definitely pick up. The guy has just not pl- has he played eighty two games in the two years he's been in Memphis? No, there's no way. I can't I don't I don't think so. He played a decent amount of games this year. I think he played like forty something games this year or so, but uh that's not great for a guy that you're paying uh what was at the time max max money, which also people saying that Harrison Barnes had a max contract is you know, blah blah blah, all this stuff. It's not really really a max there's different levels of max and as the years go on as the cap goes up a little bit here and there the 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 max is going to go up more whereas so like a 22 million dollar max is not the same as a a player that's been in the league longer that's getting like like mike conley mike conley's going to get like 30 something million million dollars the next couple of years it's pretty crazy uh last okay so make a guess at a number how many games chandler parsons has played for the Grizzlies. 48. 70 total. Oh, my gosh. 36 last year, 34 the year before that. That's rough. And that, he's been paid like $40 million or something. Yeah. Yeah, you're getting uh, – yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. So, the, the trade, though, and I think it was on Lowe's podcast today where they said not, they don't know what what Memphis wants back in this trade. All they've been, all that's been said is that they're shopping these two, you know, assets, quote unquote. And so it's it's hard to tell what they want now. The you know, Mavs Twitter has come out and said, "Well, what if we did Harrison Barnes and you know Harrison Barnes for Chandler Parsons on the fourth pick?" I don't know if that's enough. Honestly, I would definitely do that, but I don't know if that's enough. Now, like, here's the thing: I don't. The idea and concept that Memphis would give up four flat out just for someone to take on Chandler Parsons is insanity to me. Like, they didn't tank. They didn't have this horrible season. Just, you know, the contract of Chandler Parsons. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me at all. They're not the Lakers. They're not... So, like, they're whoever you take at four is going to help you get back to the playoffs probably better mid-tier free agents you're going to try to sign with that cap space of shedding parsons so like you just take the young cornerstone and tuck yep. up con- you know parsons contract so that's why like i never really valued it that way i 
I was on that trip in Houston when that news came out and like somebody I was with came up to me and they're like, oh my gosh, is Dallas about to get the fourth and fifth pick? I'm like, no, they're not. Like, it's not, that's not going to happen. I, I think it would be more of a scenario of <laughs> like something along the lines of those, like of that, like Clippers deal uh, to where they, they would still get a pick or multiple picks, but it would be like farther down. It'd be somebody moving up to where it'd be like Tobias Harris, 12 and 13 for Parsons and four. And, you know, to where they, you know, add in even like Pat and, and like somebody else Ooh, added in like a, Pat yeah. Beverly to it. That's a, that's Whereas a like Pat there. Beverly Harris, um, 12 and 13 for Parsons and four. So it's like, you know, and then in that scenario, Memphis is getting two win now players and Beverly and Tobias Harris. And then they're getting two young, two really good players. And like, maybe like a Lonnie Walker in a, you know, Robert Williams or something like that at, you know, 12 and 13. Clippers move up and get their, their alpha dog yeah. that they really want to, you know, whether it's Porter or Luca or whatever it is. And so, like, that's a that's a more likely trade than I don't want to, like, crush Mavs fans' dreams, but you're not going to just get the fourth pick just by taking up Parsons. And then, it you know, then it turned into, like, Wes and Dwight Powell for Parsons and four. <laughs> no. It's like – Dan Patrick has this bit all the time where he's like, in radio, sports fans are always like, oh, we'll give you this guy for your all-star. And it's just like some random bench player. And he, he it's like some random bench player for the Yankees. They're, they're always saying that they'll give up. He just always does that bit when people give him fake trades because it's just never realistic from a fan's perspective because fans usually overvalue the players in their own team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it would start and end with – Harrison Barnes and un, and the un, unprotected 2019 pick. Yeah, and like I, that's as, as best as you could get. And then you just hope, and like if you're Dallas and if you're or if you're Memphis or you hope that Memphis is sitting there thinking, you know what, we'll push back our lottery this lottery pick that we tanked for a year and get Harrison Barnes and get off Parsons' contract. And I mean. That's that's your thing. Obviously, I'm partial to Barnes. Love Harrison. I don't. I don't know if I would do that. So you think so? You think that that Memphis would do the um, give? So it's Chandler Parsons for whatever we have to do to make salaries work because they can't just absorb Chandler Parsons straight up. That just yeah. can't happen. So whatever the maps have to send back. Uh, so they take on that and then they give them an unprotected 2019 pick. You think that would do it? So Barnes in 2019 unprotected for uh, Parsons and four or not Barnes? Not Barnes, just the pick. I don't think so. No, because if I'm Memphis, I'm saying you don't like you don't want to waste another year of Gasol and Conley for nothing. So like you're not a free agent destination. So you're not in L.A. or New York. So even if you do clear up cap, what's it going to help you do? Bring back Tyreek Evans? Ooh, cool. You you know. You might sneak into the playoffs. You might win a round. If that, that's if you stay healthy. But like, if you if you're they want to win now. Their their owner came out and said they're going to be a fifty win team next year. Yeah. So like in that scenario, like if it is, which I would be very shocked if Dallas did this. But like if that's the scenario, I'm saying okay, we can swap Parsons with Barnes, which was a drastic difference, and pretty much yeah. push back our lottery pick a year. And because if you make that pick. Then you are taking Harrison Barnes off the Mavericks, or if you make that trade, and you're replacing him with a rookie. 
So then yeah. you're, Mavericks are going to have two rookies and pretty much two like cornerstone rookies with Dennis Smith Jr. as their best players. They're going to like be bad again. So that unprotected pick next year is going to be top eight or something. So literally Memphis's thinking would be swap Barnes and Parsons and push back our lottery pick, which could be four, five, six again the following year. Which, and, by all accounts, though, next year's draft is not as good as this one. It's not. It's really wing heavy because you get into the reddish and Nasir Little and different people Barrett. like that. But yeah, so like, it's super wing heavy. What about, but, what about Zion, Isaac? What about Zion? Stop, stop. What about what Isaac? What about Zion? What about Zion? He dunks. Cool. Um, he's like LeBron, but he doesn't do other things as well. I know somebody tweeted us <laughs> too and said, "Hey, what's what's the ideal pairing at two and three? Yeah, I mean, at four and five, if they got that pick." And I mean. First off, let me just say all this. You only do any of that if you're Dallas or you even think about yeah, it if Luke yeah. is there at four. It's the only way you do it. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing any of that for anyone else. So then at that point, I mean, if you walked away with Luca and Bamba or Luca and Jaron Jackson, that would be, um, you know, you're going to be bad the next oh, year. Luca and Jaron Jackson, you're you're playing with my heart right now. <laughs> Luca, Jaron and Dennis um, for the next 10 years. Yeah. But now Mass fans are just like drooling right now. But that's not going to happen, guys. So that's cool. <laughs> not going to happen, but let's take a break. And then Isaac and I will break down our uh, locked on draft, talk about the trade we made with the Los Angeles Clippers. It's a good one. Uh, but a Mavs veteran leaves town. We'll tell you about that next. All right. The locked on draft happened. Isaac and I, we tried our best to trade out of the fifth spot, but we couldn't. We ended up staying at five. We selected Mo Bamba. Much to Isaac's chagrin, he wanted us to take Marvin Bagley, who is still on the board. Michael Porter Jr. is also still on the board. I think uh, who went in front of the Mavs was eight, or, uh, Doncic one, eight and two. I think Jackson went three. And then Trey Young went four to the Grizzlies, which was wild to us. Super crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. We really thought they were going to pick Bagley. But then, uh, yeah, Bamba and Bagley were there, and I'm just a bigger believer in Bag in uh, Bamba. So I, Isaac let me make the pick, and I did. Yeah, I, I I could be convinced either way on him. I I would probably prefer Bamba. I mean, um, probably the upside of Bagley over. Ba- I don't know. I flip flop. I really do flip flop on both of them because I think Bagley can be the best player of the draft. This is broken record. Bamba's the better fit in Dallas and so forth. But uh, so yeah, I just tell Nick, I'm like, let's saw you. You make the pick on this one. <laughs> He's like, it'll be your head if it doesn't work out. <laughs> you get fired as as the assistant GM or whatever we we would be. <laughs> so we made that pick, and then, like Isaac said, we were on the phones all the time. What are some trades we, we attempted that didn't work? Well, we had discussions with Chicago on a move down to get 7 and 21 in, um, or 22, whatever their other pick is. Yeah. And there was something else, too. And Portis, too, wasn't it? Yeah, for... and Portis for five and Dwight Powell. So we'd be shedding Powell. We'd be getting seven and 22, whatever. And, and Port- get and, Portis, too. I think and, that's an upgrade. Yeah, and Portis. So it's like... Except for Dwight Powell's punched significantly less teammates than Bobby Portis has. So I don't know if the Mavs would go for that. Dwight Powell's been hit in the face more. And he hasn't been, he's <laughs> hasn't been in a fight. <laughs> How, I didn't realize how ironic it was that we were trading the player that gets hit in the face the most in the NBA for the player that has hit other players in the face probably more than anybody in the NBA. This is very true. Wow. Um, I didn't we that. called. That's why it didn't uh, work out. 
Orlando really wanted to move up a spot. And they were hitting us up, blowing us up. It was like, hey, we want to move up one spot. They just didn't. They just don't have anything. They don't have anything that we yeah. wanted. We didn't want their their second rounders. Um, they don't really have any young players because Jonathan Isaac was off the board. They're like, yeah, we tried. We tried to get Jonathan Isaac. That would have been a great. I we got Bamba. We got Bamba, Isaac, and Dennis on the team. That I'm good with that. Be crazy. Um, so yeah, after that, it was you know we talked in New York a little bit. Um, they had put in a note in our document that they obviously were like, hey, try to get rid of joking Noah. <laughs> and I was like, hey, how much do you want to get rid of Noah? Because um, we might take the ninth pick if you if, and take on Noah if you just give I us would nine, nine straight out. And they shot that down, which is understandable. Yeah. But um, but yeah. So then it just it came to to the Clippers, and I was talking to the Clippers guy, and I was like, man, what would it take to get one of your picks? We also tried Denver. We tried the Denver trade that everybody's been saying. Take on Fareed oh, yeah. for, the, for the pick. We also tried Washington. I think we tried uh, like Dwight Powell and, and for uh, Jan Mahimi in 15. We tried that, too. They thought about that for like hours. We were waiting That's on that true, one yes. for a long time. Uh, and then we ended up making this Clippers trade. Yeah, and that wasn't – like five wasn't involved with that. So like after we, yeah, took, after, yeah. after we got Bamba, then it was how can we get another pick? Because – Last year, in last year's locked on, you know, we moved back, shed some salary, we moved back and selected Donovan Mitchell, got Stanley Johnson. Isaac got an extension for the next forever because <laughs> of that that decision. He, it was and then, him. and what's crazy is we actually traded back into the first round last year and picked up Harry Giles also, uh, which the jury's still out on. Did that. we? We did. Yeah, I looked at that the other day. I don't even remember that. I know it's it crazy. Um, I but I have the opener here. So anyway, we uh, so then the task was how can we, we get another pick? Harry Giles. We picked him at twenty. We traded. Uh, we traded West. No, we <laughs> we traded West in two consecutive years. We traded West to the Trailblazers for Alan Crabb in twenty. Yes, that's what we did. Um. So pretty much. So we talked to the Clippers, and <laughs> it came twice. It came down to one of their lottery picks, and it's much known that the Clippers want. You know, cap space in 2019. They want to chase all these big time yeah. free agents. Kyrie, Clay, Kawhi. Yeah. So, and the the big. I mean, they're already going to have uh, a decent amount of cap, but the big and the biggest contract they have is Gallinari, who's supposed to make like 20 plus million in 2019. He doesn't Gu- play that many games either. Guaranteed money. So we pretty much called up them and said, "Hey, we will take. Uh, I'll t- we'll." We will take Gall- We'll swap out Gallinari and Wesley Matthews if you give us the 13th pick. And for they, the Clippers would still get 12. They would still get a win-now type of player in Wesley Matthews, whatever they want to do with Wes, because Wes is expiring. And then we would flip-flop uh, Gallinari and Wes. So for the Mavericks, you'd be sacrificing 2019 cap space because Gallinari would be on the books for 20-something million. Um, but you would be getting a 13th pick. So we sat there and we deb- we're like, all right, we made the deal. We're, we're happy about it. We have another lottery pick. And then it was Nick and I waiting and waiting and waiting to see who would fall. <laughs> and we had it. We had a group of guys. We like, we were targeting, we were targeting this group of Lonnie Walker, um, both Miles bridges. bridges. Yes. Both the bridges and somebody else, maybe Kevin Knox. Yeah, Kevin Knox was on our on our thing. Um, who else were we looking at? 
So we had yeah. already picked Bamba, so we weren't really we weren't really interested in uh, Robert Williams. Yeah, so we were really we're we were watching um oh, Zaire so Colin, Smith. Zaire Smith, yeah. So we we had a, a handful of guys that we were watching. You know, I we I love Lonnie Walker, so I was really wanting him there. So this is how this is how the draft went. So after we took Bamba, it went Wendell Carter to Orlando, who they didn't pick Bagley, which I was really surprised by that. Bagley yeah. then went to Chicago, which that's a train wreck. That's wild. <laughs> I mean, that's just weird. Uh, Mikhail Bridges went to Cleveland. Michael Porter went to New York. Kevin Knox to Philadelphia. Then Charlotte took your boy Lonnie Walker. That was our first guy we were looking at off the board. We were like, oh, sure. dang, that's the guy we thought could. Because that was at 11, and we had picked 13. So we're like oh, yeah, we're okay. two spots away. So then uh, at this point, Miles Bridges, Zaire Smith are still on the board. Shea Gilgis, Alexander's on the board. Robert Williams. So we're like, okay, we're gonna get at least one of these guys. If it's Zaire Smith, I'm not gonna be as excited. But Miles, Miles Bridges. There's no way Miles Bridges is gonna fall to us. We were literally texting saying, okay, if we get Miles Bridges, like we're not. I'm not the biggest, biggest fan of his. But if we get him at 13, I'm pretty happy with it. And yeah, as a, as the secondary pick that we made. Yeah, like, yeah, like the second one. And we so like then, waited forever for them to make that pick. The Clippers took so long to make their pick, and then they put it in. Shea Gilgis Alexander from Kentucky, and we were like, "Yes!" I was. I think I can't remember where I was, but I audibly like yelled. Like, yeah. Yes! And it's so dumb because it's just you know a fun lottery <laughs> mock draft, but like I know. So it was, it was super fun. We texted. We submitted that pick super quick, so fast. And I think they were still typing Shea Gilgis Alexander's name when I typed in Miles. We're Bridges. like Miles. <laughs> Uh, but so yeah, we got Miles Bridges. It was, it's, I think it's an awesome pairing with Dennis and with Bamba. So you get two of the, probably the two biggest things the Mavericks need, which are hilarious is scoring and defense. <laughs> like I was thinking about this the other day. What do the Mavs do? Their biggest needs are scoring and defense, like rim protection. <laughs> what, yeah. what, do, what else do they do? So they got that in Bamba and in, in Miles Bridges is some great, uh, great addition. Um, if this happened, like in real life, your starting lineup is interesting because I don't think you, I don't think you start Miles and, and Harrison Barnes. I think Miles comes off the bench. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He would come off the bench, even though Wes is gone. Yeah, so at that point, you because what's crazy about this trade also is you would be sacrificing 2019 cap, but you really wouldn't be sacrificing a lot of 2018 cap because you would be going off the salaries right now because yeah. the new year hasn't started; it starts in July, whatever. But like so, the difference between what West makes right now and what Gallinari makes right now is only like one point seven or two million. Yeah. So really, you're, you're only sacrificing that. So then you go out in free agency this summer, and knowing that you won't have it very much next summer, and say, okay, well we got Miles Bridges, we got Mo Bamba, we need a two guard to go with Dennis. So you go shopping for whatever it is, whether it's a Rocky trade, Hood. whether. <laughs> whether it's Rodney Hood, <laughs> uh, whether it's a Will Barton, yeah, whether you know you fill in the blank of a two guard, bring that you Seth go, Curry back, bring Seth Curry back, run that back, yeah, whatever you want to you know do with that and try to find uh, another guy. So we were pretty happy with it how it played out, and I think Mavs fans would be thrilled if that actually happened on on draft night. Yeah, it'd be super awesome. We were super excited about it. So that's how the locked on draft went. Isaac, you got any more trades before we go? I was just gonna say um, the sportscapital.com, It's in uh, DC. Uh, got a bid. Stan Big. Uh, he's a verified guy. Uh, writes for oh, yeah. about the Wizards and Redskins and stuff. He had tweeted out today and said, "Hey, like in NBA circles, the Wizards have been telling teams." 
if you take on one of our big expiring contracts, we will, you know, move down from 15. And it's a luxury tax thing for them. And Gortat was the main thing in there. Gortat's do 13.5 million. So it's like he would fit into that Mavs pre-cap room. Like we have a pre-draft cap room that we've been talking about the 14 million. So it's just a matter of how far that would they move down, you know, and how far would it, because they could, I mean, they could call up one of these other teams, like a little, a few more spots down and be like, Hey, would you take on Jody Meeks? And I'm pretty sure if they, if they just got off Jody Meeks, that they could still be under the tax line maybe. But, but yeah, the Gortat thing is interesting. Like, would they move down to 33? Would they? That's pretty far. (laughs) Yeah. That's super far. You know, I joked about on Twitter, man, they already have $124 million guaranteed for next year. Yeah, so like, I mean, man, caps gonna I be one hundred and like one hundred and two. Would you take on? I mean, I think Dallas should in a heartbeat. It's pretty much the same thing as the Fareed deal, but like, would you say, hey, we'll take on, we'll absorb Gortat's thirteen point five million if, and we'll give you pick thirty three if you give us pick fifteen. Gortat and, comes in as like the Andrew Bogut of two years ago. Yeah, <laughs> at Dallas, man, Dallas used to love him. Dallas signed him to the offer sheet coming out of Orlando yeah. back in the. Heyday, but I that was that be the tough. same. I, is that the same contract he's on? I don't know. I feel like this is the same contract that the Mavs signed that offer sheet to. The question is, would you do it straight out for Mahimi? Mahimi. Now Mahimi's the, different. So whereas oof. Gortat's thirteen and a half million next year, Mahimi NBA champion Jan Mahimi is due sixteen million each of the next two years. No options or anything. Just straight up guaranteed. Yeah, I would not be giving up pick 33 at that point. It would be just straight, we'll take Mahimi for 15. But Yeah, because this is a guy that's not playing, not because of injury. <laughs> just because it's sucks. At this point. Um, hey, that guy won so, a title, okay? I think it would just have to, it would really have to be about who's there. Like if somebody like a Lonnie Walker, a Miles Bridges, or a Mikel Bridges for some reason, yeah. you know, fell to 15, and you're like, you know what, I think I would take that contract on. We'd have to add a little something else to that to go back to match some salaries because we couldn't absorb Mahimi right now yeah. at 16. Um, but still, I mean, yeah. I mean, even Dwight Powell for Mahimi in five, 15. I mean. Yeah, at that point, they're saving at least $6 million. Yeah. So, and, yeah. So, that's anyway, that's, that's just something to watch, man. There's so much stuff going on right now. Thursday is going to be so much fun. It, it literally feels like every single day, probably multiple times a day, there's going to be new reports coming out and new crazy things. And, I mean, just today we had Stein saying Toronto will give up anybody on the roster pretty much. Yeah, for we didn't talk about that. We had Woj, you know, doing the live draft thing again on ESPN, saying that the Mavericks have their eyes set on Luka and – Mavericks fans are setting themselves up for heartbreak and there's just it's just never ending man <laughs> it's the round the clock fun NBA life but it's great so I put a poll up a couple hours ago um, who do Mavs fans want right now or at least the the, fo- the people that follow me if you if these are your options Luca Bamba Bagley Porter Jr. now it really felt at certain times that that Bagley and Porter Jr. were just the overwhelming, like, don't want that. We want them over anyone else in the draft. Yeah. How would you guess it turned out? Uh, Luca, for sure, by a wide margin. Luca, 70%. Who do you think is, After, who do you think is next? Probably oh, Bagley or Bamba. 
I'd go with Bagley, I guess. Bagley, 11%. Porter Jr., 10%. Bamba, 9%. Bamba was last. Last wow. out of the four. I mean, not by a wide margin. There's like 200-something votes, and it's 1% you know, difference between each. So yeah, do the math. It's like two votes. <laughs> Over the next couple of days, we will make our final, final predictions. I want to... I'll give you a final. We'll we'll both do a final, at least lottery mock draft. Yeah. Um. Somebody DM'd me today and was like, "Hey, who do you think them? Like gut gut feeling, Mavericks stay at five. Who do they take? Um. Or who do you think will be a Maverick? So like, Nick and I'll give our, you know, before Thursday. Who do you think will be a Maverick on Oof. Thursday night? I think we did this we'll last give, year. Yeah, I think, I we, think we both said Nilikina. Yeah, we both said Frank. Um, which is okay. I don't go. They like they like Frank. All right, it was not a, a complete smokescreen. Like I don't yeah. under like everything with that doesn't. They like Frank a lot. Also, he so, wasn't there. Like they weren't yeah, able that, to draft that, him. You know, like people that, are like, oh, that was a smokescreen. They said they liked Nilikina last year. Well, he wasn't there for them to draft. Maybe they would have taken him over Dennis. You don't know that. Yeah, so like I don't know, a lot of that always kind of confused me. But um, man, it's it's gonna be super fun, and every day from here on out is super fun. Twitter's insane right now, and yeah, yeah, it's crazy. We're excited, guys. Thank you so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs, and uh, send us some fake trades if you got any. They're really bad right now, so <laughs> they are really really bad right now. Your trade can't be worse than the one somebody sent me five minutes ago. Uh-oh. Give it to me. Saddam Shame to close out the pod. Oh, no. I was just thinking. I was just saying, like, that's uh, a that's okay. a theoretical thing. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Very true. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out.